Hello, welcome to episode 18 of the Orange and Blue Review. I am Charlie Hatch and I am joined by Alex Steck. And Alex is at MHTC with the players, days away from soccer returning. How you doing? I'm doing well. Crazy busy week, but it's match week. So super pumped. Get to go back to Nippert. It will be a very different feeling this time around, but um, excited to get the, the season back going. And it's always more fun when we have games. Yes, it is. But it's nice. First time in 11 months at Nippert Stadium. Uh, who's keeping track? But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. I guess we can start off. There's some big news. On Monday, FC Cincinnati made two trades. The first one, Kakuta Mane to the New England Revolution. They pick up an international slot in return. And then in the afternoon, Fatai Lache going to Columbus Crew SC in exchange for a 2021 second round pick. I guess just overall, what are your initial thoughts on that? I mean, I understand it. Of course, it's always sad to see players go, right? Like, those are both awesome guys. Fatai was here, one of the first signings for the team going into MLS. Um, great, great guy. They're both hilarious, always make you laugh. Um, just very, very nice. I think, you know, we kind of mentioned it on Twitter, but Kakuda is one of those guys who just tries to befriend everyone. And he was telling me that in Orlando, you know, Adrian Reggaeton, they don't even, you know, like they, they get along well, but it's like Adrian is really shy. And so Kakuda would just keep trying to bring him out <laughs> of the shell. And, and so I really like that about him. So I think, you know, New England, they're, they're getting um, some talent in Kakuda. Um, I always liked seeing him as more of like a central player instead of on the wing. Yes, okay. Um, kind of the, as a false nine. So if they can utilize him, who knows where he'll step in for them. But it'll be interesting to see how he plays under Bruce Arena. And then um, Columbus just adding some depth to their midfield with Bataille Lache. Obviously, Cincinnati, we have a lot of midfielders here right now. Um, not a ton, but I think... Fatai um, didn't really get like much of a, a chance to shine. He had that game winner against Montreal that we all remember. That was so exciting. Um, so if he can stay healthy and, and help Columbus, I mean, obviously we never want our rivals to, you know, do well against us, but it would be nice to, to see those guys go on with their careers and, and have success. Oh, for sure. I mean, Kakuda, I think I agree with you. I like him playing centrally. Uh, I think he opens up a lot of space for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it that he's I think I said on this podcast that he's my favorite player to talk to. And then, and, then, and then Michael LaHood, because he was on that episode, it's like, oh, so I wasn't. I was like, come on, man. Like I'm talking about current players. That's but, uh, so funny. When I was drafting up the stuff to like say goodbye, I thought, oh, Charlie's favorite interviewee. <laughs> Scooter's gone. I know I had to shoot him a text. That's so uh, sad. Gotta but, pick uh, a new favorite. I know, I know. But uh yeah, I think it's an interesting one because they mentioned, uh, Gerard and I can't mention that they want depth on the wings. So mm-hmm. obviously you're losing somebody there, um, but that's kind of a position that's had a lot of turnover in, uh, in the past. So I'd like to see, you know, if we can bring someone in that's consistent. Um, with Fatai, it's kind of a hard one because he came in so much potential and he had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, he came back from an injury, I think it was against the LA Galaxy. He's playing right back. And then he's out again until like late August. Um, right. So I hopefully he gets minutes. I think he's a really good player. He's great to talk to. Um, we just lost two really cool people to talk to. Which Absolutely. Is a bit of a um, Absolutely. But but good guys, and you we have to understand also like they're they're trying to free up cap space. I mean I think Gerard mentioned that on a recent conference call where he was talking about you know we don't have a ton of money to spend, especially in this pandemic, especially when there's no money coming in when you don't have fans at the games and the season is suspended for a really long time so 
um, you know, Kakuda was making good money here. And so I think to bring in another kind of player that they want to bring in, you have to clear up some of the cap space and making that trade, um, you get an international roster spot from New England for the rest of the season. So based on what Gerard has said, based on what these trades, you know, what comes from these trades, I think you can expect to see the club bring someone in in this window. Yeah, for sure. I mean, FC Cincinnati, he mentioned, only had one spot, so they had to be, quote, creative. Mm -hmm. um, now you have three spots. You got an international spot. Um, I don't know about how this changes that much with Cap. You mentioned Kakuta's income, but um, there is more flexibility now than there was a week ago. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would be in agreement with you. I'm not trying to start rumors, uh, but I would agree. <laughs> I do think Where's someone's coming in. Yeah, without uh, yeah, getting people going on uh, Twitter. But, but uh, also, Charlie, just to jump in, not to get everyone really excited because we may sign a player, but also have to be realistic that if we're using this international roster spot, this player has to get a, you know, a visa. They have to surpass travel restrictions right now. Um, and then quarantine. And so there are a lot of hurdles of how long this process could take. So it will be very exciting to, to sign someone, but just keeping in mind how realistic it is, how soon that person could play. Yes, no, that's a good point. Patience. <laughs> Patience, everyone. Not to be a downer. <laughs> yeah, not to be a downer, but uh, we'll switch to a more positive, well, equally positive thing. FC Cincinnati are a few days away from playing again at Nippert Stadium. Their three games of their next four are at Nippert, which is exciting, but no fans, the club announced on Monday morning. Which I agree with. I mean, I think that's the right call to make. It'll be interesting to see how the different phases roll out, but I mean, reading on Twitter, the feedback from the Nashville-Dallas uh, game, the, the very first one, you just see the, the feedback, and I, I understand, like, of course, everyone wants to be at the game. Everyone wants to watch and be there supporting their team. But I don't think it's worth the risk at this point. Like, it's just the people that may feel safe going to the game may not be as cautious about coronavirus. They may feel more comfortable to be more relaxed with their mask. You never know. But I think just what's in the best interest of everyone, you can watch the game on TV. You can watch it on our website. There are different ways to watch it. You can chat with your friends online and, and watch the game virtually together. I know it's not what everyone wants right now, but if we can fix this and work together to continue to flatten the curve over time, then we will be able to hopefully have games together again soon, definitely in 2021 in West End Stadium. That's what we're all really, really excited for, but maybe even toward the end of the year, if we can, if we can get this pandemic under control. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a credit to the club coming out and say we want to be patient, make sure we do things right rather than having a, God forbid, something happens. Mm -hmm. um, so, no, I totally agree with that. Again, it's weird because this phase was announced, and it's easy to think, oh, my gosh, well, this is just it. But, like, this only runs till September 12th. So there's going to be other games. Um, you know, don't base everything off of the next three weeks. There's plenty of stuff to come, uh, plenty of stuff to come. But uh, switching gears now, we're going to have an interview coming up with Caleb Stanko. And um, just before we begin, I thought it was cool to talk to him. Um, Alan Koch, the former coach, actually brought this up. So it was right when this is uh, early 2019. Frankie Amaya is starting to develop as a rookie and starting to play. At the same point in time, Justin Hoyt is starting to get games in as well. And I kind of asked about it. He's like, look, 
it's really cool when you see someone's career starting to take off and blossom at the beginning, but it's equally as exciting to see somebody who's on the other end of their career starting to see like a renaissance as well. Caleb Sanko is right in the middle, but he, so he doesn't count for either of those, but he, in the last couple games, looks like a completely different player in this system. Uh, And he's put together the best performances I think I've seen of him in the orange and blue shirt. So I thought he was great to bring in. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. He is someone who is the definition of thriving in a system or under a certain coach. And you see that happen with certain players. And I agree with you in in Orlando. I think that's 100% the best that we've seen him play in a jersey for SEC. Just for, uh, there's no debate. He's not a system quarterback. We are not talking about that. (laughs) uh, Anyway, uh, we will let Caleb Stanko do the talking. But first, a message from our partners. However you're connecting at home, make sure you're doing it at the speed of fiber. With the only fiber network in town, Cincinnati Bell gives you the fastest internet with speeds up to a gig, the bandwidth you need to support all your devices at once, and whole home Wi-Fi to keep your whole home connected. That means your entire household can work, learn, listen, stream, game, binge watch, and browse from anywhere in the house, all at the same time without buffering or delays. Cincinnati Bell, powered by fiber to power your connected life. It's time for another interview segment on the Orange and Blue Review, and we are joined by Caleb Stanko, who had a bit of a breakout tournament and MLS is back tournament, and is days away from playing at Nippert Stadium. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Happy to be here. Happy to help out. Well, thank you for joining us, and just overall, what's it like for you since you've returned from the bubble and you're kind of returning to normalcy, uh, and, but you are still playing at home? I can say that I'm really happy to be able to go out and uh, go to restaurants, go to cafes, not eat out of a box every day. <laughs> really small things that matter to me. I don't like using plastic silverware, so it's it's great to be able to use just regular forks and knives. I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently the forks and knives are uh, have been taken for granted by us people who haven't been in the bubble. That's true. But, I mean, just – now that we are transitioning, there are going to be games at Nippert Stadium and playing on the road and with quick turnarounds. Um, I guess, how do you view this next phase of the season? I think it's going to be really difficult because the games are so close together. Um, it's almost like tournament style. We're playing every three to four days. So we're going to need a deep uh, bench. And I think it's a great opportunity for guys to show themselves and for us to get points. I think that we show that we were able to uh, do well in that kind of environment. Um, so I'm excited to start and we're also starting out with six points, right? Seven, seven, no, six points. Yeah. Unfortunately. Six points. So, uh, we're in a good spot. Do you feel like that playing in Orlando in that tournament style kind of helped you guys prepare for this next phase of play? Uh, yeah, of course, because I mean, we're a brand new team with a brand new coach. Um, that was, we're really thrown to the fire with uh, with the tournament and not being able to have any really preseason games with this coach. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think it will prepare us. It prepared us, yeah. You get used to those, the quick turnaround of games where you're playing every, every four or five days. Exactly, yeah. I mean, what's that like mentally, I guess? So, you know, Yab said this is kind of like a preseason for us at the MLS's back tournament, just because, again, you mentioned it, you haven't played friendlies. You're getting to know each other. You've been together for just a couple weeks. How does that shift now while, again, you did have those regular season games in the group stage, but this kind of feels a little bit more normal? 
Yeah, it is more normal, but for me, the way I'm like framing it mentally is it's like another tournament. It's really is just back-to-back games. You're here to do a job. You are here to win games as many as you can. Um, where a regular season, you get into um, like a different flow where you have a normal week, you play a game, you have a day off, and it just seems longer where they're just throwing a bunch of games together, which I think is a good thing. Um, and so it's for me, it's a mentally different. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be approaching it as like, <laughs> I want to get as many points within these next six games because they even broke it up into phases. Yeah. They broke it up into phases, which um, also is like, okay, if we don't do well or we do do well, we still have a whole nother phase, a whole nother phase to, to either ch- turn things around or, you know, keep on going. What's your take on this, like, kind of regional phase where you have to play teams a, a few different times? You're facing Columbus, uh, you know, saw them in the tournament already, strong team facing Chicago, D.C., NYCFC, but these teams regionally and you're seeing the same teams um, a couple times in a small window. I think um, it'll be interesting when we play, yeah, to play those games so close together. So we'll play Columbus and we'll play Chicago and we'll play them again literally a few days later. Mm-hmm. Um It'll, I think that will have interesting results because if something doesn't work in the first game, you literally have a few days to change it and the opponent doesn't really know like what's going to be coming. Um, where if you were to play them once in whatever, March, and then later on again in uh, August, like you, you can see them, how they've changed over time. So again, it's like a tournament. Like anything can happen. Things are going to be changing potentially or staying the same. So it's very exciting for me. I'm going to just like... Uh, I'm like, you like this. Yeah. I like that style. Yeah. <laughs> Just for you, like as a player personally, how do you go about this when you had a good tournament in Orlando, but it was in July? So do you look at that as that was in the past? I'm moving forward. I'm going to approach these phases, or is it you're just building right off of that? As if obviously there have been weeks between, but it it's just building from that as momentum. Well, it's, I think it's more complex than, than just that. I mean, there's so many other things going on uh, for me personally and for the team. So I would break it up as saying this coach has been able to, one, utilize me in a way where I can show my best talent. I can show what I can do. Also, he's been clear with, I think, almost pretty much everyone, he's been clear with the team in saying this is what I expect from you where we have not always had that in the past, where it's been really just kind of like, all right, guys, here's the lineup, go out there and do your best. And that sounds bad, but that's kind of like the hard truth. You know, we were not given clear direction. And I'm a person that I like to know what what the team needs from me um, in a given game or in a given season. And uh, that was not always there. So that like just gives me confidence knowing, okay, this is where I need to be. This is how we need to defend. This is what the coach is expecting me for going forward. And I'm going to get the ball to a guy um, who's going to know what he needs to do. And that just builds like trust between the players and trust within the team. You feel like he's given you very specific, like individual instruction and has done that for, for every player. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's been um, night and day almost. Yeah. Um, with how he's been coaching, so. And I, one of the things I think Yap talked about early on too, which I really liked to hear from him, was how he wanted every player to learn the role of one another. So mm-hmm. it's interchangeable. People know what the guy next to them needs to be doing and can help right. kind of coach them on the field. Exactly, and that, I mean, that just builds, again, that builds that trust. So if I know that one of the outside backs is going to be uh, stepping up in this position, I know that I need to fill him, you know, fill in his back to help out. And that just, yeah, it builds that trust. It builds that uh, team chemistry that everyone's looking for. Mm-hmm.
I'm curious for you. So we spoke with GM Gerard and I can't the other day. He just said, I don't want to hide behind that was the quote saying there was an interest that maybe you move because the former coach didn't have you part of the plans. Obviously that's been a big difference with uh, Yopstam. As a player, how do you go about it when, you know, you do have these coaching changes, but you want to show, look, I have this quality and I'm finally able to show it when I wasn't able to do it in a past system. I mean, <laughs> that's what pro sports are. You never know really what's going to come. You don't know what kind of changes are going to be made. Um, you just hope and pray that you're given an opportunity, which I was. I mean, if, if we don't uh, lose to Columbus, I mean, maybe I don't even play, you know, so things can go your way and sometimes they don't. But you just have to be ready for whatever comes. And if you are given the opportunity, you really have to take it because soccer moves so fast. So many, not like the game, of course, but I'm saying just the 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 trades, the mm -hmm. the dynamics of yeah, the, the professional business side. So looking at uh, Friday against DC, no fans at Nipper Stadium for these three home games. Um, do you feel like there's still somewhat of a competitive advantage being the home team? or maybe not so much because you don't have the fans backing you? I don't think that it's a competitive advantage. I mean, with the stadium, because mm -hmm. of course we played there, but it's an empty stadium where I think our fans, we have great fans and they really do make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, the the one factor that is going to, to be like a huge part is the travel. I think that will be difficult for all teams, even though they're not, they aren't huge distances, they're gonna be getting in. I don't know if they're staying tonight, probably not. And then yeah. playing the game, so their legs will probably be a little bit heavier. So I think that's going to be hard for us for away games. Right. Just going off that, so obviously you played most of your career in Germany before coming to MLS. Um, how has that transition been when you're talking about the amount of travel? Um, just what all has been different? I thought, like, my first season last year, uh, I thought the travel was very difficult. I thought um, – having to fly four hours to go to LA or five hours, I don't know how far it is. That makes a huge difference. And you have to go a few days before, which they try to help. And then you have to adjust to the time difference. Where in Germany, I mean, I think our farthest one, we'd go to Berlin, which is like an hour and a half flight. And we would mostly just bus, you know, so it wasn't terrible. Um, so it's it was difficult for me. And I think that I'm getting better at it, but that was definitely a factor. I was gonna say, uh, I think, before like the pandemic kind of altered the schedule, you guys were supposed to play, I don't know the exact order, but it was like Portland Timbers, then at home against the Galaxy, then a couple days later back against LAFC or switch to the LA teams, yeah. but crisscrossing the country like that. Right. Makes it tough for sure. Yeah, it's wild. I fans always understand like that those are really hard adjustments to make. You know, you get so comfortable sleeping in your own bed. How important is sleep? Sleep is so important. And then you're eating out of a hotel. What if the hotel food's not as good or they don't have what you necessarily are used to eating before a game? Like all these small things actually make a difference. Apparently uh, Portland in the MLS's back tournament stayed on Pacific time. <laughs> I'm really sorry. They stayed on uh, Pacific time the entire time. So they operated like they weren't in Eastern Standard, which I think it's smart, but for a team like Cincinnati, you can't do that because you have games at every different time, right. like 11.20 and then 9 in the morning. Portland, I don't think, had any 9 o'clock games, so they were able to do that. Yeah, it's a huge advantage. Because, yeah, that first game, what time did it, what was kickoff? 11.30, 11.20? Yeah. 11.28. I mean, I'm going to bed at 10.30, 11. 
So for having to like play a game, a full game, yeah. And then you're taking all these caffeine shots and lots of sugar to, you know, have the energy. And then you're trying to sleep because you need to recover because you're playing in a few days. And like all that, um, that makes a difference. Yeah. I was going to say, so um, when you looked at this past schedule and you saw all the games here at 730, you're like, okay, <laughs> that's a little bit normal. Yeah, it was consistent because that first game was super late. And then we played Atlanta early and then it was back to being late. So, yeah, it's nice to have consistency. And then I guess um, just for you personally, for the rest of the these phases, you know, what would you like to see um, both from the team but as an individual? Yeah, I want us to make playoffs. I think we have a great chance to make playoffs and to do well in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> personally, yeah, I just want to be a part of the success of the team. I mean, that's – that's what's uh, most important to me because if the team does well, then I do well personally as well. So I benefit off of that. So I just want to help my teammates succeed. I want to help our forward score. I want to help our defenders not get scored on. That's what my main goal is. We talked about how great FC Cincinnati's fans are. What is your take on the broadcast? Do you like the crowd noise? Or do you not like the crowd noise? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the crowd noise. Good. I need to have the crowd noise. I don't like when they, you can just hear the players. Yeah. I think um, they've done a great job. Like, uh, if the, whatever, there's a bad foul or if there's a goal, they really, you know, change it. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Me too. It's it's a hot take, apparently. There's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, I love hearing the players talk mm. to one another. You can hear what everyone's saying. And I'm like, I don't like no. it. It sounds so great with the crowd. Is there anybody on the team that is in favor of it? I don't know. Not that I've heard of. Everyone I've talked to kind of likes uh, hearing it a lot better on the broadcast. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I it would could play it during the games. You, I wish you? they Yeah. See, that's Have another, something. that's like another <laughs> thing though. Like put up the fake mannequins in the stands and then play it. I think that would be awesome. Have some cutouts, some fat heads yeah. of your family. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the NBA where they have the music when they cross half court. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. And then I was go just going to ask, uh, are you wedding planning in the yeah. I am not really doing no? much. My fiance is doing it all. Um, but yes, we are. We are. We're planning for December 19th. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, hopefully things have settled down by then. That's right. that's kind of crazy. It's just yeah. waiting for stuff to, to die down so that everyone can continue to have celebratory moments like right. that. But yeah. are you planning on a big wedding or smaller? Um, I think we're looking at 150. Probably going to have to cut it again. Okay. So we'll see. Well, hopefully, hopefully all, the pandemic. Is all my better. German friends are saying they can't come already because uh, they're afraid that like, um, they won't be able to get in. If they get in, they can't go back. So, oh no! And then uh, they all have to stay with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, congrats, and hopefully that all works out for you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Caleb. No problem. Donation is diversity. It does not discriminate on the basis of race or color. Sophomore year of high school, I was diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease. Through parts of college, my kidney function deteriorated to the point that I needed a transplant. But fortunately, my adopted sister was able to be my donor. Having my transplant has made me be more appreciative of the gift I was given, and I can pass that gift on. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month. Register to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor today at lifepassiton.org. Welcome back. We just spoke with Caleb Stanko. Got to hear his fresh take and him uh, opening a bubbly. I think that's what he was drinking. Yes. <laughs> Strawberry flavor. Very good. That is a good one, actually. I had that recently. Uh, yeah, but I, I liked what uh, Caleb had to say. I did, too. Honestly, I thought it was great to hear him 
speak so highly of Yap, but also talk about just what makes him tick. And that was something Yap and I talked about in Orlando too, was are you getting to know these players on the field, but also what makes them tick mentally? What makes these players play to their strengths? And to hear, okay, Caleb now thrives. If you give him direction, if you tell him what to do, this is your job, this is what I want. And he responds well to that. Clearly it's working. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of the things that we've done, and I'm, I agree, like I write these kind of stories, it's just how creative Cincinnati wants to play. But then you have this guy who's basically the definition of a defensive mid, just going in, winning tackles, clearing the ball out. And you're like, wow, there's something beautiful in that too. Like he's getting the job done. So I would agree with that. And I think it was also cool. Um, Caleb is an American, obviously, but and he's played for the U.S. national team. But for him to just say the travel is insane is yeah. – uh, I think that's a whole different side that, again, he mentioned a lot of people don't realize. I, I Sometimes I feel like a wimp because I get really tired <laughs> from those trips and then run down and I'm at the office, you know, first thing Monday when we get back on a Sunday night. But to play and then travel, I mean, it's so hard on your body and you have to recover. And he's right. I think it will be interesting that, yeah, these games aren't really long flights, but – if you fly back the same night that you play, that's also harder for your body to recover. So they're going to have to take some extra precautions on what the best things to do are to get your body back and healthy. So I, I think he's right. It's fair to say that travel is very grueling in North America and in Major League Soccer. But yeah, it's it's interesting to hear that from from his perspective. Yeah. And hopefully it's not as bad between Chicago and Columbus, obviously coming up. But Hopefully not. We shall see. It helps that they're at home to start. Um, but speaking of home, obviously upcoming game. So FC Cincinnati playing against DC United, the team they were supposed to play on March 14th. They're now still playing in their home opener. Um, again, there are no fans. Uh, what do you What do you think it'll be like? I think it will be interesting because I think back to Orlando and how strange it was. It felt like a scrimmage. It was very strange where. I don't know, for sure I would still get anxious during the day and get excited for the game and just want to win and, and to see what would happen. But I think these games, it's similar, but it may have a slightly different feel because it's at a stadium. It's at Nippert Stadium where people are used to playing. I think it's kind of, it makes me sad for the guys who are making their debut. You know, this is not like the same atmosphere that they would have experienced or wanted to experience in their debut at FCC. But I think you get three points. It's still a sweet, sweet victory. Um, would love to celebrate it with fans, but I think it's just kind of treating this season a little bit differently. And like Caleb said, almost like a tournament feel where it's strange, but hey, we all played club tournaments when we were kids, you know? <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I, think there's, <laughs> I think there's so much to be said about talking about this as kind of like a preseason with MLS's back tournament that I don't want to put pressure on, obviously, because they have, you know, games to play. But I'm curious to see, will this team look different or start differently than they did in Orlando? Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily just saying, like, the first 30 minutes against Columbus, but just can they continue what they've been doing successfully or will other teams figure it out? And then on the other side, when you're talking about Nippert, a lot of people don't – you wouldn't know this just because most people aren't there when it's empty, but everything echoes. Like, mm -hmm. if you clap once – it will echo around the entire stadium. So I think if you have maybe a Caleb Stanko tackle or two and some people yelling, it's going to get pretty heated. And uh, even if you don't have that atmosphere, I think Nippert kind of is a cauldron inside that little valley that will make it louder than you might think it would be. Mm -hmm. 
I think you're right. And speaking of Caleb's Nako tackles, he is probably easily within the top three players on our team that I would never want to get tackled by. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there, the number of training sessions I've watched. The, uh, I think it was the Portland game, like 40 seconds in, he went in for a hard tackle and he was just setting the tone. I'm like, yep, there's our enforcer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, again, we haven't had an in-market game in a long time. Things are a little bit different now for those, well, everyone who isn't there. So again, you can watch on Star 64. That is per, per normal. But then if you live inside what was the Flow FC uh, area, you can now watch at fccincinnati.com. Go on our oh, website. Great. Yes, for free. Go on the website, watch the game there. You can also, if you live outside of market, watch on ESPN Plus per normal. Um, so that will be something different as well. But hopefully this provides a lot of access for people to watch games they might not regularly watch. And guys, if you don't have cable, like I don't have cable. I have an Amazon Fire Stick. It's what I use to watch everything. You know, now I have to watch CBS Sports to watch any kind of soccer. <laughs> um, Netflix, whatever. Use a Fire Stick. But I also bought a cable mat, this HD cable antenna for like 20 bucks on Amazon. It extends out to 80 miles. I get star 64. So spend the money. It's like 20 bucks and you will always get FCC games on star 64. It's easy. There you go. (laughs) Wow. All right. The more you know, know. we also know what you get on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening. As always, please subscribe, rate and review in the order that you choose. We are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. We'll have plenty of coverage again, fccincinnati.com to watch the game, Star 64, or ESPN+. Again, fccincinnati.com has plenty of coverage in general, as well as all of our social channels. So we will uh, provide updates as they come from Nippert, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya.